Yo, so the opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we're covering bachelorettes in the actual city of love. Okay. Whose date is it anyway? I don't know. And musical festival madness. Oh, no. And this is episode 225. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We back on the show, guys. Week four of the bachelorette. But before we get talking about that, V, how's it going? How have you been? What was your last week like? Um, this past week, uh, I actually, I thought the weather was going to be shitty here in Atlanta this weekend and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Mm. So I was able to get, (laughs) I know, um, I was able to get in a hike with my pal Haley. Um, I got some pool time in with Katie and her new boo and, uh, then us girls who went out in West Midtown on Saturday night, which was fun. We, uh, went to Ornsby's, which we haven't been to in a while. I got to see Aaron and TJ and we went to Northside Tavern, which I don't think I've ever actually been to Northside Tavern. Like I know of it. I've been, like, it's almost been the place that my friends and I would, were going to go like a couple other times and just never made it there. And it, it was a vibe. It was a good time. Dope, so, dope. um, yeah, that was pretty much pretty much it straight to the point straight to the point um i was out of town in north carolina southport and um just pretty much did beach and uh did beach did beach did beach and food and we just did beach and food beach and food and fun things with my boo so um it was cool like kind of uh birthday weekend extended for um for the boo thing so it had a good time you know it's like the same amount of trip to to there that it was to like orlando so it was yeah, like i was about to say i'm like yeah it's like six hours ish yeah I, I i don't mind driving like that so it was it was nice except then like the day before we left like you know i'd gone and got my you know oil change and everything checked and and then like i was talking about how i like to take care of my car and then all of a sudden like the the low tire pressure like came up on i'm like no <laughs> like it's so weird like have you ever seen that meme where it's like don't talk about how happy you are like because your car is always listening or something like that's so true though (laughs) that's so true though so your car um, is always listening yeah so i i pulled into a grease monkey because that's where i get my um this is not an ad but that's where i get my oil changes from and i was like y'all i got a receipt from like three days ago and what the hell is going and the guy like pumped up the air and it was probably just because it was so hot out there like the weather is different by the beach or whatever i don't know my car was just not feeling it and um but we made it home no problems lights still off so hopefully (laughs) thank god yeah I got a couple more, couple more times until I got to get new tires. But um, that's about it. And um, I'm back, baby. Uh, so why don't we get into what we like to do here? It's that time to talk about Bachelorette on our show. <laughs> but before we get talking Bachelorette, YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop new Bachelor content just like this. And if you just did, whoa, I just got to say, huge shout out to you. Ooh, <laughs> air horns for you. 
Oh Ooh. man, V. Like we said earlier, it's week four of the Bachelorette. Where do we start? Where do we start? Well, we start first, still in LA, mm. and Jesse comes to the men and is all like, "Rachel, Gabs, not here." Before we even get to Jesse, we already are hearing some ticky, ticky talks, some chitty chats around the house, where you know there was the big blow up with how. People said shit about Gabby last week. People saying whatever. Obviously, Meatball got to stay, as we can see. And Hayden is already having some chitty chats where he's, uh, you know, saying how the girls overreacted to his whole rough around the edges comment. And that, like, you know, he's like, so when my dumbass says rough around the edges, which is like, whatever, like, bitch, that's what you said about Gabby, which... Is just foreshadowing to more shit that he's going to get into. What is wrong with these people? Like, I, I get it. Like, you don't, you're not, you don't think like everything is going to be like put on TV, but like, you know, that's going to be put just, on TV. Come on. Like, just get it together. You, you're, he's already fighting a losing battle by saying that he thinks that both girls overreacted. Like, it's not a good look in general because you're still going after the other one, right. supposedly. Yeah. But whatever. Jesse comes in. Tells them that the girls are outie. And they're all like, what? And they're like, and you're about to be outie too. <laughs> and you're heading to the city of love, which in the past they've said is Virginia. They've said <laughs> is like Cincinnati. They've said is like whatever. They've said is literally anywhere in the U.S. And they're like, actually, you're going to France. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely more romantic than Cincinnati. So I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so this is going to be a little different, like this time around, they're not, they're not just going there. Like they're picking like one or two guys to go and hang out with, uh, Gabby and Rachel in, in what? It's, Paris. Yeah. In Paris. So they, they get there, you know, the guys are, did they announce the boat yet? Is this where the boat gets announced or is I think that the when boat they... gets announced when they get there? It's like the whole idea is that they're not, it's not just going to be like any old, they're staying in hotels or whatever. They're staying on a cruise trip. That's going to take them to their next location as well. And they kind of have their own special like bro pads per team. Yep. Cause as you know, they're part of their own parallel journeys. You know, one is team Rachel, one is team Gabby. And like, they each get their own areas of the ship that they're kind of sequestered into. Um, you know, what's the guy's name that's like starting to like, uh, talk about how he's like, not wanting to be going for Rachel. Like he feels like he's Logan. So he, this is another between that Logan and Hayden. Those are the two things that are kind of weaved throughout this episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's talk about the first one-on-one date. Yeah. So the first one-on-one dates are Tino for Rachel and, uh, Jason for Gabby. Mm -hmm. So Tino is definitely already kind of is a front runner in the lead is one of the main guys that Rachel's really going to the end. Yeah. Rachel's really got her eyes on him. They're having a lot of like romantic makeouts in the rain. They make some crepes. She says she really likes him. Like they are having like the full like romantic Paris experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're really they're really feeling it. They're really opening up to each other. They're talking about having kids. They're talking about like balancing like her career and like his, you know, stuff. They're talking about it all. They seem to be in it to win it. Yeah. 
Uh, totally. I mean, and then, you know, through the rain, Gabby and Jason are also having their dates. They go hat shopping. They get sized for some berets. Yeah. Gabby's hilarious I mean, as always. I mean, I don't know if she's hilarious. This kind of brought back like like memories of like when she would be on dates with Clayton. And I'm Where just like. She, but this time I thought she was funny. I at least thought her like, I look like a baby. I look like the, the queen from Snow White. I thought that was funny. I don't. because <laughs> She like, was like, I, I look a like a chef. Um, yeah, I mean, she was wearing it like, is there something they changed about Gabby this episode? Like, did she get like, like a new hairdo or like her eyebrows or something? I just feel like she was looking different this episode than past episodes. Did you notice that? I don't know. I think, I don't know if they've just been like doing her makeup differently or something. I I was wondering if you noticed that too, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, they get hats. Um, you know, then we're back with Rachel and Tino. They're making some crepes and, um, they do at one point kind of meet the girls meet up in a cafe to kind of talk about how it's going before they do their dinner portions. And the guys are like talking and like both vibing about how they're like, this is a great day. We're having the best days ever. And like the girls are like, look at them like this is great. I will agree that this is a cool aspect of having like two bachelorettes. It's like, you know, when you go on your double dates and you get to like canoodle about, you know, your guys. Yeah, like, your how's girls. it going, girl? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Gabby is mentioning, though, about Jason that, you know, he's not he's not much of a talker, you know, No, he's a quiet guy. Yeah. But I mean, he's I, I kind of pit him as the villain, I think, before the show even started, because he just has villain like looks. But you can't always judge a book by a cover because he kind of seems kind of sweet. He seems sweet. And he was the one and he talks about like in his dinner portion with uh, Gabby when she kind of presses him like, yo. Like, I feel like I have to pull shit out of you. And he's all like, I'm a really private person. I'm just kind of like very reserved, which explains why he was the guy who just recently, I think, made his account go public. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that plays into a little bit more as this goes on. I hope nothing bad. I wonder if that's because like, they're like, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if if that's because like this was the episode where he's going to be featured. It's like we need you to have some type in their contract. They need to be able to. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure ABC says something like that. But he talks about how he's had his own trauma, I think, related to him playing tennis or like growing up doing competitive tennis or something, whatever. But he is in therapy, which makes gabby feel some kind of way you know you know what it is in tennis though it's like if you get if it's always about love get it oh man that's not a good one no wow you were trying with that one i know i know but i mean this is the bachelorette so i figured we would but you know of course gabby loves that he goes to therapy and that he's like working through his own shit she obviously talks about how she's gone through a lot of therapy with her mom stuff which i saw some ticky talkies about her mom which her mom is like fully um mexican and uh like i think like apache like mexican and stuff too so um i really wonder what the deal is is. a latina yeah i mean i really wonder what that is because it's like oh man when she talks about it it's like it almost seems like i I just don't understand like this the what's going on with the mom situation she's like i literally think the mom just doesn't like is totally out of there i don't know for what reason though like i think she just i'm getting the vibes that her mom like kind of didn't want to be a mom Huh. Interesting. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, anyway, so what happens next? So, you know, both of those guys get their roses from these one-on-one dates. Things are looking great. Rachel's feeling great after this date with Tino. Gabby's feeling great after this date with Jason. And now Gabby's up first to have a a group date. Mm. So her group date is, we're really knocking out these like trends in Bachelor Nation lore quick. They're doing a boxing date. They're going to box they're going to, you know, really get this is the lamest boxing date ever, though. It was the lamest box. It wasn't even that aggressive, which maybe that's because they've been almost too aggressive in the past. I feel like it barely focused on the boxing. They did a lot of grandstanding, a lot of like confessing their love from the ring. They usually they usually save that for when there's like a confrontation between two people. Right. right. Yeah. And there's not really too much confrontation happening. Not in Gabby's people. group. Not in Gabby's group. I don't think yeah. like her group seems pretty. Her group seems pretty like on par. They all do a great job. Well, this Spence- is kind of where like um, Rachel started getting a little annoying to me in this episode with her. Rachel's like, insecurities are showing through. Yeah, she's feeling some kind of way. She comes to this date and she invites her dudes to this date. And also, this is obviously tons of producer manipulation as well because they're like, let's bring Rachel and her guy to the date. And Rachel obviously gets to sit next to Gabby in like their little booth because it's somewhere on. I think it's like on the ship that this is like totally. located. Yeah. And the dudes, Rachel's dudes are across the ring, like in a group. And you could tell just the way that it was set up that they kind of were either told to stay in that area. And plus like with how the lights are, you can't really, it's hard. I don't think you're like really able to vibe. With, yeah. Like, I mean, what, the, what, you know, usually there's at least one person that's willing to like break the rules and like, you know, but no one wants to seem like they want to stray from the pack to be like, because once you do that, you kind of put yourself in the villain realm. Like, you know, um, right. like if you go up and get like your one on one time and people are just like oh, mad because they didn't think of it first or something. Especially because it's like not technically Rachel's date. It's not Rachel's date. So yeah. I wouldn't even like as they're as the dudes, her dudes, I wouldn't even be in the mindset of. You know, whatever. Plus, I feel you got like, your guys over there boxing and stuff. Like, you're doing yeah. everything to distract these guys, like from like, like thinking about what's actually supposed to be happening. But you know, I think, uh, I, th- I think like it, it wasn't fair, like for Rachel to be thinking like, you know, about herself in this moment. But it's almost like, like you said, the producer manipulation happening because every other episode, it seems like it's just going back and forth between like these girls, like somehow getting, I don't know, like feeling like shit and it's not always yeah. at the same time you know well and i think i think it sucks that they like brought rachel and her dudes onto the states because then rachel's like just feeling insecure and jealous because she's like watching all these guys say how much they love you know gabby and whatever how into gabby they are and like doing all this stuff for her and she's sitting there and being all like how come i'm not seeing this up for for my dudes i was turned down like thrice last week like what's going on i feel like people aren't you know stepping up to the challenge mm-hmm. and so she gets super upset um and like it to the point where like we barely even know what happens with the end of gabby's date like she gives spencer the belt like but we barely even know the rest of her own date like it just kind of like folds into us seeing rachel go and yell at her dudes she like comes in like all upset crying being like as you can tell 
I'm upset and bitches him out for being all like, you know, you guys didn't make me feel special at all. And she's even like in her like interviews and stuff, seeing how she felt more wanted or more whatever, like desired by Clayton. Clayton. Like, it's rough. It so is, is this the beginning by. of Clayton's redemption arc? Oh, I swear. I know he's like <laughs> not even here and he's making his own redemption arc just because like some of these dudes because of like the situations around the show. Yeah. Um. So we fast forward a little bit and um, we get to Rachel's group date, which is the most awkward, awkward. thing I've seen. Bullshit. <laughs> so explain. Let's talk about this a little bit. They, the yeah. guys walk into just these people making out. Like, making forever. out. And not even, oh, I'm like clenching. I can't. Um, it's just like these two French folks just kissing, but in the most gross way. Like, it's just they're making out and they're like, uh, and they're like oh, sorry, we didn't see you there. And they're all like, we're going to talk about, you know, the art of romance. Imagine if they're both separately married. There's just like their class they teach together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're just like, yes, this is how That'd we teach. That would be so French though, you know? <laughs> you know, like, for, for would... being like a French, like, you know, kissing class or romantic class, there was not, not much tongue. Ironically, you know, French kissing, like you would think yeah. there would be more tongue. They were just kind of like, <laughs> like a lot. That's why I'm they... saying their makeout was weird. Um, you would think there'd be more tongue. The guys, so the guys have to go through this gamut of different romance things. The first thing they have to do is flirt and none of them, I, it's awkward. Like, I don't think it's hard to just like go up to somebody. Who was the guy and, that got the date last, uh, the movie date last time? Uh, that was Zach. Zach, yeah. Oh, man, I felt so bad for him, man. Oh, my goodness. She and, went in, and he just was, like, kind of choking her out. And, like, I don't know. And, everyone's and Logan, like, like, the faces Logan kept making, like, they kept, like, pointing to Logan. <laughs> he was just, like, disgusted by it. First of all, he doesn't even want to be with Rachel. So yeah, he was, like. They, they keep po pointing to Logan because at this point, Logan's already been thinking about, you know, how he wants to switch sides pretty much. He's, like, I want to try to do Gabby at this point I believe he's already talked to Jesse about how he's all like you know the more I think, I think about it comes it after this date though I think it does yeah. but he goes and he does talk to Jesse at one point and he's like I mean he broke it down as real as possible and to be honest like I mean this was bound to happen um yeah. you know when when you put the power like that and you split up the guys it's like well what the hell like I know you like me but I actually like Gabby you know, so that's kind of like the messed up part. So I thought he did a great job explaining that. But back to this group date, you know, yeah. we got men crawling on the ground. We got men just, I don't know, guys just think like twirling a girl around and dancing is the most romantic thing ever, I guess. And I used to think maybe that would be romantic, but it's like, what would you do? Like, what, do you, what are you supposed to do? I in don't know. Situation? I think it's hard to just like go into it. Like, uh, like pretty much like cold turkey flirt because I feel like flirting kind of has to happen in like the fucking French couple was all like flirting is like, you know, with no words, which I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I feel like people can say flirty things or do whatever, but I feel like it's usually situational. There has to be context to flirting. And I think like where you have to just go in cold and try to flirt. I don't even know how to really do that i think i would be like um i would stand i would i would like maybe stand back to back or like bump into her and be like oh and then and then just look at her and smile 
and then maybe like grab their hand or something like that. Like, I don't know what I would do, but these are things that I would try. Maybe like, at least I wouldn't be like choke holding her or something like that. Or I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like, I would compliment her shoes or something. I mean, are you, I can you know. say things like you can talk? I- I think, I don't know, but like, that's the thing. They were acting like you couldn't, but I was like, I don't, to me, flirting is like so verbal in like the way I. And Rachel wasn't like, like welcoming of it any, she kind of like no. was making the guys feel awkward too. So that's what made well, it. Cause it's an awkward thing. I think if I were in her position, I would also be like, this is weird. Like, and cause some of them were just trying to go in for a kiss and she's like, yo, like fucking take me to dinner first but uh then they had to make out with their hands she had to guess who they were by smelling their armpits trying to figure out their pheromones um the one part that really won her over was tyler they were like doing some like you know little poetry doing some little like but he had wrote a poem the night before he came prepared yeah Written a poem the night before after she pretty much bitched them all out. Do you think? And, uh, do you think uh, he got like intel from a producer? I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm Be like, guessing. You should write something nice because little birdie Obviously, told me. Yeah, Rachel's been feeling some kind of way. You should write something nice, and then he had it. He had it on hand, ready to ready to rock and roll. And honestly, it was very sweet. He got a little emotional. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So. so um, yeah, Logan ends up talking to Jesse. Um, then we get to the rose ceremony. This is where Logan plans on having a conversation with Gabby. I really don't know how you do this. Like, do you go? I don't know how you do this either because they still seem like they've sort of split up ish into their respective camps for like the rose ceremony. So I think he was going to see if he was going to able. I mean, if I had to think about it logistically, I'm sure he was going to try to talk to. I mean, he already talked to Jesse. I'm sure he's going to try to talk to producer and be like, yo. So let's talk about me. Hayden and his dog. Bro. Bro. Hayden, I, a.k.a. Young Republic, like re, young Republicans, wannabe motherfucker. Hayden does, you know, Hayden is trying to win his way back into Rachel's heart after she kind of like, he's a te- he was already teetering on the edge from last week because of what he said about Gabby and whatever and so he thinks the way to do it is to talk about his dying dog that he's like he's all in on this dog um rambo which is only the name of a conservative person's dog i'm already against this man and so he's going he like has a whole like picture book he's telling all the horrifying details of his dog's cancer and he got all these nasty like dog toys and shit like i'm just like dude who you're a and loser and it's obviously they've been talking for a while because like he's been paging through the entire book. He brought out the dog toy. He talked about yeah, all of it. Yeah, because the guys are being respectful. Like he's like, oh, he's talking about his dog. He's doing his thing. But eventually he probably was in there for so long that like. Um, Tino comes over and he's like, hey, yo. Yeah, can I, can I get a moment? And like I didn't really notice it like at first. Obviously, it's just like it felt detached because the, the idea is stupid. But. I didn't think like she was just like, yeah, like, you know, I got to go sh- spend some more time. But he was felt entitled to the point where like Rachel should have been like, no, I need another minute to look at this dog book. Um, and so he starts instantly talking shit to the guys when he walks away. Instantly, like immediately, like, bro, like dumbest move you could do. He's already been talking shit that you know meatball has been hearing he's already been talking shit about the girls he's already been comparing you know them to his ex and about like you know 
That they right there would have been the like I'm surprised they had, hadn't gotten brought up yet. But I mean, maybe it was in the same day. But like him talking about like he's like you know they don't hold like candle okay. to my ex. They don't hold a candle to her. Like blah blah blah. I don't I don't even know if I could see myself marrying like whatever. And then the whole I don't trust these bitches or like whatever. And then I guess he also made some vulgar comments about. Rachel's titties. Who's to say? <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, they, they, I mean, what, what do you, how do you, what do you, what do you say about them? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. It could just be vulgar. We're like, he's like, yo, look at those fucking knockers, which is like, also <laughs> just like, <laughs> dude, I have to tell you the, like calling boobs knockers is hilarious. I it don't is know. hilarious. <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, she said it, not me. Uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, meatball goes and he, I mean, there's moments where you talk about yourself or there's moments where you have to let them know. And this, he found it, felt it compelled to let Rachel know that, you know, um, Hayden's been talking all this shit. So what happens? So Rachel's all like, yo, thanks for this. And she, you could tell she feels bad that she has to like go immediately from meatball to go talk to Hayden. She's like, is it okay? I need to take care of this. And he's like, yeah, like. I know what you need. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know what you need to do. <laughs> like, and Rachel goes and pulls Hayden, and Ra- as Hayden's shit talking her, she's coming in, and like, it's so funny as she's walking through, the dudes are like, that doesn't look like a happy Rachel, and she's like, literally stomping through, and she's like, Hayden, and she comes and grabs Hayden, and she's all like, do you know why I grabbed you? And he's all like, about Rambo? <laughs> yeah, it's probably about Rambo. He's like, wait, you think this is about a like, dog? A dog? Like to I, me, I'm like, this is ironic because it is actually about like a female dog word. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Oh, he's all like, Yeah, I mean, I've been talking all this shit like in the last like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I figured much. it's about that. And she's like, No, you idiot. Like, did you call us bitches? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like and, and he was like, no, I would never do that. That's not in it, my character. It's not in my character. That doesn't even sound like me. And, um, you know, he just sounds like like he's lying off his ass. And Rachel's she, had And it. she could tell that, too. You, She could tell that, too. She's all like, I can't handle this. You obviously, like, she's like, there's no reason. She doesn't say Meatball's name, but she's like, there's no reason he would lie to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just literally no reason like she already saved his ass like he already knows he couldn't be you know there's no reason and also like meatball's not conniving like that i think meatball's in his heart a dumb idiot and i love that about him like i think he's just here for a good time not a long time yeah and um you know she pretty much is like fed up she's like hayden you're talking out your ass and he's just condescending he's like being condescending he's being annoying and she's all like adios and so she like stomps him out and he like he's all like I respect you, blah blah blah, but like I this or that. I respect you as a woman, bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> it tries to give her a hug, and, and uh, she literally does one of these, like oh. where she just like she's like, okay, bye. I mean, and then he has to do the like the the walk the plank, um, and it was just it was just hilarious. He was like, I really hope that she finds someone that loves her as much as Rambo loves me. Oh God, and I, I, I love knew- Rambo. And he I was serious a, and crying, like I know. I knew a guy like that that was like literally said the same thing, like years ago. That said the whole like I don't even. There, he was like, you know, I don't even know if I need like a girlfriend or a long term partner because I've got my dog, and like my dog loves me on condition. I was like, 
Yeah, it's a dog that depends yeah, on you. I mean, you got like That's nine not the years same as tops. A partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what an idiot! So, um, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I can't even see. Do you think like any woman would find him like attractive? <laughs> Maybe a dog lover, I guess. A dog, someone who's equally like that crazy about their dog. But I mean, power to him. He's out of there. Uh, Rachel's upset. Meanwhile, Gabby's just making out with every one of her dudes. She's having the time of her life. But Jesse's all like, time to call this cocktail party. It's over. It's out because we got to, because like Rachel's pissed and you guys done fucked up again. Yep. And so, of course, Logan's pissed because he's like, fuck, I don't get any time to finesse my time with Gabby. So they go to the rose ceremony and he's like, really like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Am I going to like deny a rose just so that he's like, and then I won't even have a chance with Gabby? Or am I going to like be selfish and take the rose if I get it from Rachel to like be here another week to maybe confess my feelings? I mean, I, I don't know what you do. I, I mean, I think at this point, like at that point at the rose ceremony, you do what he did. You take the rose because you got to. Um, but you're just kind of adding another like quarter in the piggy bank of like, of because time, it's time. Like you should You're just adding like another, yeah, it's just gonna, the longer he waits, the shittier it's gonna get. Like the, he's already past the point of no return, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, so that's it. So who ends up going home? From uh, Gabby's side, Quincy and Kirk. And then from Rachel's side, Hayden and Jordan. Yeah, there's still like, the, I'm not very impressed by these men at all. There's still no. guys popping up and there's not a lot left. There's still some dudes that I don't even know exactly. anything about. Exactly. Like Ethan on Rachel's side, barely know anything about him. Michael on Gabby's side, barely know anything about him. Same with Johnny. Like, sure, Johnny got a date rose like a couple weeks back, but I know nothing about him besides he has floppy hair. And like, we just aren't seeing enough of these dudes. Yeah. And, um, so we get a look at next week's episode and it looks like, um, it, it does look like, uh, Logan is going to do a successful transfer. Yeah. Like a little, a swap, but not really because you can't swap with, uh, with that. My light just went off. Um, but yeah, I but, mean, it looks like he walks into the room with the, with Gabby's men and they're like, what? Yeah, they're little, their little compound mm -hmm. but so we'll have to see how that works and we'll have to see how that affects those dudes i mean we're in, it's about time for a new villain now that we got hayden out of here um it's it's just the only right that logan is the next one right right and it, it's gonna be interesting to see how that works for the dynamic between rachel and gabby because it's gonna be like yo like how do we feel about you know letting it's one Him. it's one thing it's one thing to deny a rose and then come back with your tail between your legs, but it's another to be taking roses and then denying you and going to the other side. You know, for right. Gabby to be like, I I guess I would be interested. I mean, there was like a you know, a spark. I mean, they were into each other. They definitely had chemistry when they interacted back in the house. I mean, like, Gabby let him go and he came back. So um that's what we got looking forward to. Um what else we got for Bachelor Nation news this week? There was a couple of engagements. Uh, Maddie Pruitt, known from Pilot Pete season, um, she is engaged after dating her boyfriend for eight months. His name is Grant Trout. 
and you know she's very but she's very much so like a christian girly i think she's saving herself for marriage kind of vibe so very like from auburn like that's just kind of the vibe so i guess congrats to them um hopefully it works out for them yeah um what else we got um also uh bennett from he was on Tasha season um is engaged to his girlfriend emily chen they have been dating for a year i guess uh and he you know says he's the luckiest man alive so congrats to him all these engagements what else we got well, uh, Tyler Cameron, you know, people were asking, like, yo, what's up with you and Matt James? Seems like you guys aren't as close anymore. And he just cited, you know, we've got different priorities now. We just, like, we're going through, you know, being in our own relationships, whatever. And then he also, like, made some vague comments about how him and Rachel Kirkconnell clash on things and how sometimes she has strong opinions and he doesn't want to hear them which sounds vague also sounds like it could be related because of like that kind of thing it could be related to maybe how maybe Matt maybe uh Tyler didn't want Matt to go back to Rachel maybe uh Rachel said some things about the people that Tyler was dating Who's to say? Or it could go like, back to just like her comments. Yeah, yeah. I, I also thought that the racism bit. Uh, but yeah, um, which is sad because I mean, I mean, also you know, you know how it goes though. Like when roommates, because they were like roommates after, and they were roommates. Yeah, they were roommates after their se- his season of The Bachelor. Yeah, the only reason why Matt James was ever on the bachelors because being friends with Tyler Cameron and like doing his own ABC show with Tyler Cameron yeah. and being roommates for Tyler. I, Cameron. I mean, I, I guess it's like, you know, one of those things where, you know, you're like, I'm the reason these people met or whatever. Like you could be one of those people, but, um, it just seems like, you know, sometimes when you're roommates with someone and the girlfriend comes in and you're just like, nah, not feeling it. I'm going to go do my own thing. And then yeah. you just get distance between y'all. So, um, but it looks like Tyler's doing all right. He's got his rollout with his new relationship happening. And, uh, um, I mean, he had that great campaign with K- Kristen Cavallari's brand on common James, where he got to look nice and sexy in that and got to be like kissing up on Kristen Cavallari. I wouldn't complain. seems like he's doing great for yeah, himself. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kristen, um, I saw her that she was on uh call her daddy. I know I need to listen. I'm um, kind of interested yeah interesting episode well that's what we got for bachelor nation news this week um we'll be back with week five um if you thought i was talking a little funny is because i came back from the dentist today and the novocaine is just wearing off like my lips you know do weird <laughs> things and stuff too so um yeah guys catch us next week with week five it should be a good one i'm i'm you know as, as uninteresting as the guys are like i'm still into this season it's not like i'm into the dynamic of the season for sure yeah definitely um so, yeah, uh, we'll catch you next week with that. Uh, v, why don't we get into something we like to call here Quick Hits. What do we got? So this Quick Hit is making big news across music stuff in general, and it's right here in Atlanta mm. where we're at. Um, where uh, The Music Midtown Festival is like kind of like the big music festival in Atlanta every year, and it, they, the organizers of it canceled it 
because of new Georgia gun laws that make it um, that they're not able to restrict guns at the festival, which is something the festival has always done is prohibit guns because it's a large festival on, at Piedmont Park. But the new gun laws in Georgia say that you can't outwardly ban um, guns like in public federal areas, which the park is. So, yeah. um, and we'll also, to- like, I just feel like, well, it's like, you know, the request to the artist, it's request, you know, most people that go to attend the event. But also, like, I just feel like, you know, I don't I don't know. Like, to me, sometimes I, I don't I don't really lean one way or another on on gun control, I guess. But, you know, because some will like argue that having guns makes it safer because people are carrying them or whatever. But I I I think where it's unsafe is like having guns in areas where people are drinking, you know, right? Um, or, or other, or even other things. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, if if you're if you're going to be drinking, you shouldn't be. I don't think have a gun. Like you're not going to have a gun. So it's like, are people going in there with guns and like just trying to be sober and stuff and listen to music? Maybe, but most of the time you're going there to have a good time and stuff. So that's kind of where I'm like, you know. It's just sus in general, and I don't think it's, like, no, and part of it all comes out of, like, there's, you know, been this guy who sued the Atlanta Botanical Gardens for not letting him go there with a gun, as well as, like, was trying to sue Music Midtown, even though he wasn't even going to go. It's just, like, he's, like, you know, some kind of, like, gun enthusiast kind of situation. So it's definitely, it's, I'm, I'm, I understand why the festival canceled and I think they did it for the right reasons. It just sucks that that's like, also they probably just don't like, it's not even worth it money wise to be liable for anybody. Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, as much money as they make, because there are a lot of people that go to that. Well, and there's so much money that it brings to Atlanta and Georgia in general. So it kind of sucks, but yeah. Um, Otherwise, uh, next stuff is Cara Delvinine, uh was on Jimmy Fallon's show recently talking about her weird behavior um, when she was with Megan Thee Stallion at the BB uh, the Billboard Music Awards. Um, and she was pretty much saying that, you know, she kind of last minute got invited and was trying to help her do, you know, because she's like, I used to model, so I know the different stuff that you do with the dresses, and I was trying to help her do it because she couldn't do it. And she's like, you know, I just act kind of odd. like Yeah, I she's guess. just a weirdo. Uh, obviously, like, the guess- whole situation, it takes, like, someone that's, like, an actor model, it takes, like, some type of weirdness in you uh, to be like, I'm going to go and help Meg the stallion, like memorize her lines for this show or something. So she's just a self-proclaimed weirdo. Like she's like, you know, and I'm just weird. Like, you know, that's just the way it is. If people think I'm odd. I am like, you know, so I kind of felt it for that, but Yo, your girl was on one, I think. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't think she was just being odd. I think there was definitely a little, maybe a little bit of help to the oddness, but yeah. um, um, whatever. What else we got? So Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson on Stranger Things, got to join Metallica backstage at Lollapalooza in Chicago because they were one of the headliners this year and got to play uh, Master of Puppets with them, got a signed guitar and everything. And uh, also, like, for their set, they played the clip from Stranger Things on the screens, like, for their whole set at Lollapalooza. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's lit as hell. And that's a, that's a moment, you know, you got to. That's a definitely like a clash of, like, you know, pop culture, music, 
modern, old, all coming together. Totally, uh, totally. I just think um, it's kind of... And uh, Joseph Quinn is the man, so. Yeah, he's great. Uh, what else do we got for quick hits? Anything else? So John Benet Ramsey, the cold case that everybody's everybody's been thinking about some um, it might actually be on the way to having more information on it because of new DNA technology. Um, so it could help figure out some stuff based on old DNA that they have um, and things like that. So I think they're right now they're kind of working through like what they're able to get and what the family's going to allow them to do and like different evidence and stuff like that so we could see what that even looks like potentially within the next week or so um it'd be interesting i mean shoot i mean that happens all the time where like decades later like now with the technology you know people are getting caught these cold cases get nice and warm again yeah um so yeah people and it's funny too because some of these people thought they got away with it um, you thought you if thought. it weren't for you meddling DNA scientists. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, what made you go yikes this week, V? Well, uh, Neo's wife, Crystal Renee, uh, posted to Instagram um, about all these allegations of all these years of cheating that Neo has done um on her and she pretty much was all like eight eight years of doing this she's like i'm disgusted and heartbroken blah 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 he's like a narcissist like all this shit posting all this shit and i guess he even liked the post originally i don't know if his like is still there yeah i saw that but um it's just it's been a whole mess and it definitely is a lot of yikes because like just it's so like public it's just like such a public way to be like calling him out and now like neo's like having to be all like respect my family's privacy at this time we're trying to work this out like with our kids and like whatever like because his you know wife is being all like he's no longer a concern of mine so deuces so hopefully yeah and it's funny because i was just listening to a podcast he was on and he was just like talking about his wife and being happily married and everything so it's just like it just sucks for these guys like be like famous and and um you know putting out there being one way but actually it's like how do you think you're gonna get away with this stuff i just don't understand like you know yeah you have more like you know girls probably coming at you and stuff but it's just like you're just a public figure it's gonna come out it's like that dna evidence you know Yeah. yeah um well yeah and then also he asked for like privacy and everything and then he's like the one still talking about it. Like I'm seeing. Yes. This. And then he's still fucking moving his mouth on it. So I'm like, yo, what kind of, it's easy to fall back into bad habits. But with the, that being said, marriage requires effort every single day. Like I don't, what bro. All right. Sounds like gaslighting. Um, well, uh, V I, I really need to know, uh, what are you watching? I haven't been watching anything new, but I did start to watch because it was on after The Bachelorette last night. The Claim to Fame, which is I, I like had seen bits and pieces of it before, but I like watched like I a figured full- you'd watch it. It's a Jonas Brother hosted show. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, it's such a weird concept for a show. But it is as I was watching. What they're doing is like they're taking things from TikTok and making them into shows. Like it's like, it's that's a TikTok that I've seen. It's like. Like famous cousin alert or famous family member alert, and then like check, yeah. yeah. But it's and interesting then they like do do do, and then they plop their face up, and it's like 
The Rock or yeah. something. It's very interesting the amount of strategy that goes into the show of like, so the whole premise of it is that there's different relatives of, you know, famous people. They all come in. Some of them use their real name. Some of them don't. And like they pretty much give a spiel, which includes some truths, some lies about who they're related to. And the whole thing is that you want to see how long you can go in the house without being found out. Who so it's related. like the circle. Yes. Okay. And so they, um, but it's just very fascinating because like they pretty much every challenge is giving another clue about who you could be. And if you win the challenge, then you have immunity. And if you like lose and you're in the bottom, whatever, that means like you get put into the bottom two if you're going to be the guesser. So if you end up being the guesser of whoever you, you know, you try to pick somebody and think who they could be and, if you get it wrong, then you go home. And But if you get it right, then they go home. But there's like, you know, alliances are being formed. People are either misleading or giving like truthful answers. It's very fascinating. And quite and similarly to how Jesse barely is involved in The Bachelorette, uh, you know, Frankie Jonas and Kevin Jonas are barely involved in the show. Yeah, either. I mean, but they're they, like, we got families and stuff. So they're like, they're like, hey. <laughs> They just like make. But I'm glad they gave them something to do while their brothers are doing like the other stuff, you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, that's cool. But Sai. Yeah. What have you been watching? Me. Um, Well, actually, uh, I started. You know, I've watched this movie a couple times, but like every time I watch it, it's just one of those movies that's become a classic for me. Mad Mm. Max: Fury Road. Have you watched it? I've only heard. Yeah, people love it. Oh man, it's just. I mean, it's. I don't even. I forgot. It's like years old. It's not like it's just Mm -hmm. came out or anything like that. But like I watch it and I'm like, oh my goodness, this movie is so entertaining. Like, um. I could watch it over and over again. It's just crazy. It just looks the choreography and like the fight scenes and it's just like the driving and the makeup, like all this stuff is incredible. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, they have the character of a Furiosa who's played by, um, what's her name? Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. And, um, I think they're going to make like a prequel about her character actually from that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really good. So, um, recommend watching it if you haven't watched it yet. And then, um, Netflix has their new documentary come out. That's called the most hated person on the internet. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think I have. Oh man, you got to watch it. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's about this guy, um, uh, Hunter something. Uh, and he essentially back in like 2010, created this website called are you uh, are you up or something like that and it was like a revenge porn website oh geez yeah so it's just it's super crazy how he was able to get away because this is like the wild west of the internet like there was no consequences and stuff until they caught up to him eventually but um yeah, I definitely, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's a good watch. It's like three episode, three part ep, um, documentary, and I watched it last night and it was really entertaining. So, um, check it out. But I guess he's like free now and he still doesn't like have any remorse for it. But it's pretty, it's, it's pretty messed up. He's a dirtbag. So, um, if you like watching a dirtbag, um, and how he made money or tried to, uh, watch this documentary, most hated person on the internet. Um, V, why don't we talk about our slapper of the week? <laughs> Slapper of the week. This song slaps. <laughs> this week's slapper of the week. Um, you know, I tried to listen to new music this past week on my trip and wasn't impressed by anything. I know Beyonce That's, came out. I love Beyonce's new album. It was like gay 
Christmas in July last week, Beyonce, Haley Kiyoko, Maggie Rogers, King Princess. Like, there was too much. My little ears couldn't take it all. Yeah, I, I'm, I like Maggie Rogers. I was just not too impressed by this song that they released for her. And, um, you know, Beyonce's music wasn't really geared towards me. So I, you know, I did. There were some songs on there that were, you know, but it just wasn't anything that stood out to me that was like, this is a slapper. Um, I get that. So I went back a couple weeks to um, to Russ and Ed Sheeran's song that they have. It's this called- was a run up for the slapper of last week, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan, becoming a bigger fan of Russ. Um, and they have this song called Are You Entertained? And it was an interesting story about how they just met up and they wanted to make a song together. Then the guy that was directing their video ended up dying. So they had to put it on hold and it was a friend of Ed Sheeran's and then they eventually just made the song. So if you haven't heard the song, it's a different bop for someone like Ed Sheeran. Um, so check it out. Russ featuring Ed Sheeran. Are you, are you entertained? So um, that's our slapper of the week. Uh, v, do you have any shout outs this week? Yeah, I wanted to shout out my friend Chelsea on her PhD candidacy. Oh, wow. Uh, congrats on that. Smarty pants. Um, and I wanted to shout out my friend Garrett Romines for his birthday. Happy oh, birthday. Oh. Um, happy birthday, Garrett. Um, I, I mean, this was from both of us. Um, yeah. I hate, I hate when we do an episode and then the next day it's someone's birthday. I'm like, damn it. Like, you know. I know. I totally forgot. I, I just don't be checking and stuff. But obviously, it's our compadre, C Money's uh, happy belated birthday. We love you. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a huge friend of the show. Um, probably one of the biggest besides like our moms, like, you know. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I just, I do really appreciate you, um, you know, always listening, always giving us feedback and in the conversation. Just truly enjoy Future Bachelor. So we um, we love you and happy birthday. Shout out to you. Woo! Yeah. Um, well, that's our week's episode. Um, you know, we made it through even though the Novocaine's just wearing off. And uh, do you have any plans for this weekend, B? Oh, we yeah, we both we're gonna are be, gonna be at uh, the corporate sellout gala. Yeah, uh, put on by our friend Zach Sims. Zach Sims. Shout out to Sims. Yeah, shout out to Sims. Um, you know I. I'm very excited because I get to DJ this event. Um, I got my tuxedo. I think I'm going to go all black tux, and mm. uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun night. Like you got your dress ready, or what you're going to be mm-hmm. wearing? I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, we'll probably get a like a nice, very formal. This will probably be one of our most formal future bachelor pictures. Um, actually, we got a pretty formal one uh, with your birthday a couple years back when we did that. Like. 40s themed or something like that 20s but 20s roaring 20s yeah that's it's been a couple of years but um <laughs> so yeah i mean we'll be dressed to the nines and we'll get some Jesus. pictures but it should be a fun night i'm excited about it so um i'm getting my dj and set already but um, if you guys haven't yet grab your tickets because there's not going to be tickets at the door um corporate sellout llc find us on ig um tickets um include dinner and some fun and some drinks and it's going to be a good time so um yeah that's what we'll be at so we'll catch you guys next week with week five of the bachelorette and um you know what it is it's your favorite podcast future bachelor my name is Cy. i'm veronica and we'll catch you next week deuces bye future bachelor podcast